Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. 30 years ago in home building. All right, everyone. Decided to do something a little different and kind of do some comparison of how home building's changed over the last 30 years or so. Saw an article really talking about the difference in home building, and uh, I thought the article kind of missed the point. So I wanted to kind of go more uh, with the angle of looking at homes and how they're constructed now versus things we did back 30 years ago and compare some of the differences because a lot of things have changed. A lot of products have changed and a lot of preferences have changed for a variety of reasons. Some some are, I think, improvements. Others are, of course, not. So let's talk about this a little bit because really 30 years ago, I was just really getting my start in the home building industry. And, uh, you know, I worked on job sites as a kid. And then, uh, you know, 30 years ago, um, I was actually driving, believe it or not, and uh, doing some of that and then starting to, you know, work my way into sales. So I've seen a lot of things come and a lot of things go. And that's what we're going to talk about. So let's just jump right in because it's pretty interesting, you know, when you start to look at and make a list, all the things that have changed. So let's just talk about some of the interior construction and some of the, the products that we used. So back then, you know, the upgraded floor in the home was a wood floor, like three-quarter inch real wood floor. We used a lot of oak back then, and that was really popular. Nowadays, you know, your foyer, kitchen, dinette, main area of the hall, most new homes are luxury vinyl plank. It's crazy how much that's changed. You know, we went from real wood floor and all sorts of different species to engineered wood floors now to LVP. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big shift. And a lot of times back then, that wasn't even the standard floor. The standard floor was vinyl, just regular sheet vinyl. So pretty big change there when you think about it. And I think that's been an improvement. LVP is way more durable, lots of different looks. Colors and styles are unbelievably different. So yeah, I think uh, interesting improvement there. Same with the bathrooms. Uh, again, standard flooring back then in, in a bathroom that was acceptable was just a regular sheet good vinyl floor. And then if you you know had the means, you could do a tile floor. These days, tile floors are still popular, but we're using a lot of luxury vinyl tile in its place because it's a lot more uh, cost-effective and easy to install. So again, big change there. Speaking of bathrooms, that's changed a ton too. Back then, uh, a nice bathroom was each, you know, the master suite had its own bathroom and then the guest rooms had their own bathroom. One sink was the norm. Now we are almost always putting in two sinks and it was acceptable just to have a four foot shower, fiberglass. Some houses actually had a three by three, three foot by three foot shower, tiny little thing. And that was acceptable. It's kind of crazy to to think how much that's changed because now the new norm is, you know, six foot tile shower niches and benches and some tile patterns. And of course, your shower head used to just be the standard 
kind of bell-looking shower head. Now we've got digital showers and multiple controls, all sorts of different options there. So that's really changed a lot. And like I said too, even the vanities and the shape of the bathroom, you know, most bathrooms back in the day were a rectangle, you know, vanity on the left, uh, shower on the right, and a toilet in the back corner. That was your bathroom. Now we've got these intricate bathroom layouts. Uh, you know, we've got you know, shower rooms and different things like that. Uh, sometimes split up vanities. Sometimes you walk, uh, you know, through a closet area to get to the bathroom or walk through the bathroom to get to the closet area. So a lot of stuff's changed from a design standpoint and also what we put into the home. Let's talk about floor plans for a minute. Back 30 years ago, a lot of the homes that were still being built, and it was transitioning, it was kind of getting out of this, but it was still prevalent at that time, was your traditional two-story. It's a square kind of box design. Living room, family room, dining room, L-shape. Anybody that's probably 40 years old uh, or older, probably been in a few of those houses, you can remember those. Kitchen was pretty small. Dining room was usually next to it, and then you had sort of that L shape where um, spilled right over to the side would be the family room in the front, or some variation of it. And there's a ton of houses like that. It was just efficient to build, popular floor plan, kind of hit all the needs that you needed in the house at that time. Nowadays, two stories still get built, but they're not nearly as popular. It's a lot of ranches, tons of ranch homes, and of course they're open concept, those living room, dining room, L-shaped houses had tons of walls in them, separating all the rooms out. Each room was separate, had its own purpose. Now we have these free-flowing open floor plans where you can kind of shift your living areas as you see fit. Taller ceilings. Again, the standard build back then was eight-foot ceilings. Now it's almost always nine-foot first floors, uh, vaulted ceilings upstairs, step ceilings in bedrooms. Um, it was a big deal just to have a vaulted ceiling in, in your, your primary or master bedroom back in the day. Now you have all sorts of rooms having, you know, unique and interesting ceilings in it. The other thing, you know, again, back in the day, if you had an open space in the room, it probably was a two-story foyer. If it was a two-story, that was about it. Nowadays, if you're building a two-story first floor master, you've got the loft and the overlooks and the great room. Those are way more popular. And sometimes you even have open foyer, catwalk, great room, uh, maybe even another lookout over a different room. So lots more interesting open ceilings that you wouldn't have seen before. All right, let's talk about some fixtures because that's really changed a lot as well. So back 30 years ago, fixtures were basically two choices. You had polished chrome, and then if you had the money to upgrade, you did polished brass. Boy, did we do a lot of that. People got sick of it. But those are your two choices. There really wasn't any other options. And as far as styles of faucet, there was like three styles you could choose from. You know, and you could go with different brands, of course. They had a couple, but for the most part, it was like there's basically, you know, a single lever and a dual lever, and then we used a product where it had like, two different handle choices. So it was the same faucet, but two different handle styles. That's how you mixed it up back in the day. Nowadays, it's tons and tons and tons of options. You know, we have 
use Kohler products, for example, there are probably 40 to 50 different designs of the faucets. And then the finishes, you know, that's just ridiculous. You have still your polished chrome. Now you have brushed gold, but then you have brushed nickel, you have brushed chrome, you have matte black, you now have, um, you've got two-tone faucets, so the polished uh, with an accent color. Um, you've got the bronze now. Um, it just goes on and on and on. Titanium, um, copper. Um, so there are a ton of choices, ton more model numbers, a lot more detail to go through. Um, one of the biggest and most difficult things to change sometimes in a house is, is all the bath fixtures because when you're working with the client, you got to pick out the faucet, you got to pick out uh, a matching shower trim, maybe a tub trim, then you got to pick out a toilet trip lever that matches. It just becomes monotonous trying to figure out all the parts and pieces that kind of go along with it. So it adds a lot of time and detail to it. And then also the styles of the faucet. Like I said, there's probably 50 different kinds. Most manufacturers have probably at least 20 different styles. You've got your single lever and then you've got the dual lever version and then you have a widespread version and a mini widespread version. Again, you have, some of these have swappable handles. Some of these are touchless faucets now. So massive amount of changes and innovations just in your plumbing fixtures. Same with your toilets too. You know, back in the day, there was maybe two or three options. Uh, now back in the day, the other thing that was interesting though is you may not have had as many different toilet styles, but you could pick a lot of different colors. So people had the rose colored toilet, the gray colored toilet, the almond or the biscuit colored toilet. Now it's pretty much white toilet. That's just what you put in. But there's 30 different variations of that white toilet. Uh, and then the flushing technology is very different too. Back in the day, it was just your standard 1.6 gallon. Uh, I'm not going back to the three gallon flush from way back in the day, but uh, pretty much 1.6 gallon flush. Those are still available to this day, but a lot of people are now are going with dual flush technology. They're going with uh, 1.2 gallon flushes, uh, all sorts of different things. And then of course you have the seat options. Holy cow. You know, you've got soft closed seats, you've got heated seats, you've got bidet options, um, you've got electronics built into your toilet. So that is a massive mammoth change uh, in the industry when you think about it. But let's talk about some other things and how the house was built. Let's talk about woodwork. Back 30 years ago, most houses were built the same way. It was oak woodwork, red oak. Red oak cabinets red oak trim, maybe some pine doors. And if you really had a lot of money, maybe you could put oak doors in. But that's what it was. And uh, it was either light stained or medium stained oak and a lot of it. Boy, have we gotten away from that. I haven't used oak in a long time. You know, there became a lot of different options. Birch and maple became very, very popular. But we're also seeing a lot of pre-painted or pre-primed woodwork now, MDF, uh, or pre-primed poplar, and then you paint it. Uh, there was uh, a period where we were doing, you know, cherry and maple and hickory a little bit, uh, just for something different, but it really migrated back into the painted woodwork, and now it's sort of migrating back into stain, but into maples and things like that again. So oak has really not made that full comeback yet. All right, let's talk about another thing that's different. This is the fireplace. 
Fireplaces still are popular and important in houses, but they've trained, they've changed dramatically. And a lot of it's because of energy efficiency, uh, mess and dirt. Back in the day, 30 years ago, full masonry fireplace. That's what we built. Brick chimneys, uh, clay firebox, uh, the flue, the whole nine yards, grab your wood, burn, have a real fire. Then it went to direct vent fireplaces, which are popular, and they were just basically a standard size. And now that's even changed. The direct vent fireplace still is going in. There's, of course, electric versions of these. But you've got different sizes for your fireboxes. You've got 42-inch rectangle fireboxes. You've got 60-inch fireplaces and rectangles. You've got oversized units. You've got see-through units that go between the walls. Then you have all the options inside. You know, instead of just the logs, now you have different kinds of glass, simulated flames. It's pretty crazy how much that's changed when you think about it. Now let's talk about your countertops. That's another big change. Back in the day, 30 years ago, the standard was Formica laminate countertops. There were hundreds of color choices. And that's what you put in. You put it in everywhere. And then granite started to come out and it was really a luxury item. Most people would just put it in their kitchen. Bathrooms were still Formica. But then that kind of changed too. There came other options like molded marble. And then this thing called quartz really came out and it was super expensive and only some people paid the upgrade. Nowadays, it's almost all quartz in all the bathrooms, uh, kitchen and laundry room. But we have other options too. You know, you've got concrete countertops. Um, you know, like I said, the molded marble. Um, it's just, it, it's amazing how that's changed. And then there's ed edge options. Um, there's people doing two different colors of countertops. Um, you're doing the waterfall edges on the islands potentially. So lots of different things happening there. And it's really worth noting uh, that that's really transformed over the years. Uh, that's at a lot of expense, but a lot of different uh, cool styles and options as well. Let's talk about rooms. You know, back in the day, almost every house had a dining room in it. Living room, family room, and dining room. You had two different living rooms. You had your formal one, then you had your your more casual one where you sat and watched TV. People have gotten rid of that and they just have their great room now. Of course, the formal dining room is pretty much uh, almost deceased. You have a dining area and then the thing that's taken its place is typically a study pocket office. Some homes now with dual studies. The work from home, technology everywhere, that's really changed. Even garage doors have changed. You know, when you think of then versus now. You know, back in the day, you just basically had a flat panel garage door. Then you upgraded to a raised panel one. If you're really, really styling there, you know. And nowadays, it's like, okay, you got carriage options. You've got glass styles, options, square, arch. Um, you can put stamped hardware on. You can get a wood look garage door. You can now get these modern garage doors where the glass panels go down the sides instead of just across. They can be staggered. It's pretty crazy how many options have come out of the garage doors. Then, of course, your basements, those have changed too 30 years. I mean, it was still common for many builders to build block basements back in the day. Now it's almost all poured walls and 
eight foot tall as standard, where a black basement was only like seven foot six. But now we're doing nine foot poured walls, 10 foot poured walls. Some people are putting in a 12 foot poured wall in a section so they can swing a golf club. Just crazy stuff that you're seeing. Then of course in the basement, your plumbing's changed. Used to be all copper water lines everywhere. Well, copper's gotten so darn expensive. Now we've got packs and CPVC. So those fittings, the connections, all that stuff has really changed, even how it's installed. It's radically different. Even things like your furnace and air conditioner, look at how tiny a new furnace is. And if you go in an old house with one of those huge furnaces, it's probably like 88% efficient. Now you got these 96% efficient furnaces and they're tiny. Even the air filters, you know, back in the day, you just put that little skinny filter in. Now almost everybody puts the big, thick media filter in. So we've made a lot of improvements in those areas, but again, all these things just add up at cost. Even your wiring, you know, maybe outlets haven't changed a whole lot. You know, you've got your smart outlets and stuff like that now, of course, but, you know, you look at like your low voltage. Back in the day, you ran a phone line at your, maybe your master bedroom and a phone line in your kitchen. That was about it. And, and you put like a coax cable in your great room and maybe a bedroom that was the extent of your, your low voltage wiring. Nowadays, we're running CAT6 wiring. We're running uh, Smurf tubes. We're running speaker wire, uh, security wiring, wiring for cameras. We got fiber optic coming to the house, not just regular copper lines. So a lot of changes there. And you know, just think of the emergence of technology and how much we use it on a day-to-day -day basis. It's pretty crazy. Then we look at the permits. You know, back in the day to get a building permit it was a lot easier. It was a one-page form. You brought three plans, three surveys. Maybe you had to have the neighbors sign or the neighborhood sign off on the plan. That was about it. You give that to the building inspector. A lot of times you could go there, make an appointment, and they would give you your permit. You give them the check and you walk out the door the same day. That's not the case anymore. Nowadays... You've got oh, multi-page forms. You've got online applications that you have to do as well. You have to have different uh, engineering departments review it. You're still sending in three plans, three surveys, but you're also sending in engineered wall brace plans, heat loss calculations, sometimes uh, showing your duct layouts in your plan. Um, it, it's crazy uh, the amount of detail that you have to provide to get that permit. And of course, you're lucky if you get it in two weeks, which is statutorily what they require, but sometimes that doesn't always happen either. So there's a lot that has changed. And as you think about this, you step back for one second and say, what's the point? What's the point of this episode? What's the thought behind this? And the thought is this. It's way more complex. We've seen a lot of improvements, of course, in product, and I think product has gotten better. We didn't even talk about siding. Uh, that's a whole other topic, too. But the products themselves have improved. Some of them are simpler to install. We're taking out a little bit more of that craftsmanship aspect of doing more in the field and having a lot of it more pre-finished. But the process itself, the detail, has gotten way more complex. So when you look at building a home back then, it was simple. You had a couple choices. You made a decision. You moved forward. 
Nowadays, you have a bevy of choices, too, almost too many choices. It's increased the cost, it's increased the time and the complexity of that build. And it's going to only continue to go that way. It's going to continue to, to change in that there's more options, there's more alternatives, there's more information out there because of the internet. But it's also why the homes continue to cost more and more money as they're built. So pretty interesting observation. I would love to hear from you guys as well. You can always email me, uh, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. If you have some thoughts on the subject matter, I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, once again, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.